Welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. It's Aquarius Moon Part 2, and we have Emily here for our first Aquarius Moon guest. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. Happy yeah. to be here. And yeah, Emily- excited to get to know you. Yeah, mm-hmm. Emily is our uh, is sister of our Sagittarius Moon guest, Molly. So if you listen to that, I guess when we are about to ask you to tell us about you, you might have some similar answers. I feel like I should have done research and listened to her episode first to like- <laughs> Just to be like, oh, that's not what I would have said. Um, But yeah, we are pretty similar. So I'm definitely going to go back and listen to hers once this comes out and compare the amount of likes that we both say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I'm Emily. Um, I'm from Westchester, New York. Um, I'm currently living in Queens, Astoria, also in New York with my boyfriend and my two cats, Nell and Heidi. Heck yes. Yes. Now it's my <laughs> adorable spicy black cat and Heidi, <laughs> my really timid, but the sweetest calico ever. I'm obsessed with them. Um, Love it. Yeah. They're my favorite. We both have cats, mm-hmm. so we feel you. Yeah. As, <laughs> as you have previously seen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One of them just popped up on just on screen and I tried not to squeal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I definitely had some separation anxiety from them this weekend. Oh yeah. Like, there were mad dogs in, in Texas. And I just kept being like, put my cats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are dog lovers as well, but there is something very, very special about, I was, I know this is already a tangent, but I was talking to somebody like about how I didn't used to, like, I really used to hate the idea of working from home. Like I liked that I went to work, I did my job and then I came home and I was done with it. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, I like working from home a lot now. And when I have guests on here, I don't feel like I'm alone because there's like a presence here, you know? So I really don't feel like I'm alone all day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So especially after like a meeting or like a call where like a client gets mad, I'll just like hang up and just like go like cuddle one of them. And my (laughs) blood pressure immediately goes down I'm like yes thank you Needed some cat for sure yeah <laughs> so what it is that you <laughs> little do little presence yeah exactly <laughs> um I work at Indeed I am a client success manager so uh basically just like troubleshoot help people's campaigns launch um try to figure out why people are or aren't applying to their jobs and try to make them some hires from there so lot of helping people and assisting um yeah it's pretty cool cool nice all right all right emily um what are your thoughts and feelings on astrology do you believe in it i definitely believe in it i feel like it's become i don't know it's weird like it used to be maybe just when i was growing up like perceived as something like oh, that's for hippies. That's, you know, Mm. like LOL cards, whatever. (laughs) Um, but I feel like now maybe it's just like my own personal, um, experience with it, or just like the world has changed and people accept other things to believe in. Cause I think it's Mm -hmm. like more of like a universal mindset that makes that switch. But, um, I think astrology is really cool insight. I think that whether or not it's spot on, it just speaks to the human experience and, you know, having traits, if you're born in the summer compared to the winter, the amount of light you're getting, uh, you know, just 
environmental factors alone, I think that there's definitely validity to that. And I think it, even though it feels like this unique experience, it's cool to talk about what you are, so to say, Mm -hmm. um, with other people and be like, oh, that's actually really interesting. Or like to be able to provide insight. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what sign or moon or whatever. It's just cool to be able to be like, this is how I feel like it impacts me. Um, How do you feel about it? Or what have you experienced? Um, And it's extra cool to talk to somebody who actually knows what they're talking about and not just somebody who's Mm -hmm. like, I like astrology, but like can't say anything. Um, Like anecdotally, Sierra, when she met my boyfriend for the first time, was talking about how you know, she's really into astrology. She has this awesome podcast, whatever. Tom really isn't like that as if you Mm -hmm. would, but he loved what Sierra was saying. And he was like, whoa, Mm. I've never had anybody articulate it that way to me before. And the way that I think and certain things that I do, like it made a lot of sense. Which yeah. it's like a portal into self-awareness. It, yeah. You don't have to like believe in how you got there, but right. If he relates to what Sierra said, then yeah, hundred percent. And you probably remember his reaction, Sierra. Oh he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like he's so like logical and numbers driven, and like just very, I don't know, like analytical. I guess um, mm-hmm. not like robot-y, but he just like likes numbers and likes things to make sense. Logic. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, not that, which is hilarious, but, um, that, <laughs> like, that's me and Guillaume. It's all good. That's yeah. me, me and Mitch. Do. It's all good. Yeah. 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 So it's the makings of a perfect couple. Yeah. That's what we tell ourselves. He's six, four, I'm five, one. He loves numbers. I hate them. It's like, yeah. mm, worked out. Yeah. Um, but it was so cool to see him like be elated by that information and have him be like, whoa, because yeah. it really is like so opposite of what he usually does um, or how he even has information given to him, you know? So he really appreciated that. So long story short, I think that um, astrology is awesome. Um, whether or not somebody is like believing in it or however much weight they hold to it. I think that people secretly love insights into themselves and yeah. love being able to be like, I do that, you know, like, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really cool concept. Um, just in general, whether depending on how that person feels about it, I think secretly they're like, this is actually dope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Going so back to true. what you said, you said like when you were a kid, astrology was for the hippies. How did you feel about it as a kid? I mean, I've always been into creepy, cool stuff. Um, I grew up behind a cemetery, like a pretty famous cemetery in Westchester. Me too. Girl, like, how up until I was five, that? like not my whole childhood, but like I literally my yard backed up to a cemetery when I was little. Yeah. So when my parents were looking at the house, um, my mom actually thought it was a park behind the house <laughs> until after she moved in. She was like, are those graves? Um, <laughs> so like, oh, I, yeah, like I learned how to ride my bike in the cemetery. I used to cut through there every day for high school. Like I've spent a lot of time there. Um, and it's just like a really calming, like beautiful place for me. Um, it's called Ferncliff Cemetery. There is an oddly large number of celebrity there. Oh. Um, Garland is buried there. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, 
John Lennon was cremated there. Tom Carvel of the Carvel ice cream franchise, who is from Westchester, is buried there. Um, there's a whole list, seriously, of like an in memoriam if you go to ferncliffcemetery.com. Wow. Um, for your listeners, if you're interested. <laughs> um, so that's so my a quick plug for yeah, the quick plug for the Ferncliff Cemetery shout out. Um, <clears throat> no, but I've always had like a proclivity for the creepy cool. And I don't know if the cemetery had something to do with it, but I think it kind of did. Um, so as a kid, I always thought that that was really awesome. Um, you know, had a few friends growing up who had a tarot deck. Um, I've never touched a Ouija board and I actually never will. Um, Mm. just because of a bunch of stories and things that I've read of people not closing portals right and you don't know who you're talking yeah. to like I definitely believe um and I think it's really cool to kind of see like a universal mind shift kind of like what we were talking about where people are now like oh like what sign are you or you know it's it's becoming like trendy makes it sound negative no but- you're right you're right you know, it's more mainstream. More mainstream. Yeah. And yeah. it's yeah. like becoming a language that more people can use. Yes. For sure. Which makes it which makes it cool. Um, it's just rough to talk to somebody who like asks you what your sign is and then they just like don't know anything about it. It's like, are you just bringing this up because you think I like astrology or like what is your end game here? So it is mm. funny to kind of talk to people who are like pseudo into it and then you're like, okay, anyway, so yep. <laughs> Various, cool. Whereas uh, uh, me and uh, Mimi are like, oh, like, what's your sign? What time are you born? Where are you born? Yeah. Give me all right. your details. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Who cares about your sun sign? Exactly. Your Venus. Like that's a really good test for people. Like, um, so yeah, it's definitely way more common now. And um, I like, I like that, you know, definitely weirder and worse things we could have adopted that are, are trendy now. So I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, getting into like more specifically Aquarius moon, we were saying how like we love that we are recording these during that season. Like it's Aquarius season right now. So like we're all feeling the Aquarius vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when it comes to your moon sign, your moon is everything like emotionally deep down how you feel when you're alone. And it definitely like ties into like your emotions, your emotional reactions to things. So like, what would you say is like your kind of go-to way of like expressing yourself? If you're feeling either like super positive or super like less positive emotions, what would you say like is your kind of go-to way of expressing it? Hmm. In my like actions of like what I, how to kind of like let that out. Yeah, how you let it out. Hmm. Well, um, I'm, I tend to make pretty like, <laughs> this is going to be weird, um, like weird sounds. So like when I'm excited, I do like kind of like cat chirps, like, you know how they do those like, yes, <laughs> Like I make a lot of like weird um, things. Tom can attest to that. Molly too. Um, so like when I'm stressed or extra happy, I'll just be like chirping and like making really weird noises. Um, I also, like I said, stressed at work. I'll just like bury my face in my cats and I'm just like, love me and like mm. calm me down. Um, they're like, no matter what my mindset is, when one of them walks by, I just like scream their name and like love attack them. Um, so I feel like they're like a really good outlet for me. Um, yeah. I also have um, over 40 houseplants. 
Nice. Which is like a weird fun fact about me. Nice. Um, and I find <laughs> that I like, I really spend a lot of time with them, which sounds strange, but like they oh, make me yeah. so happy that like when I'm stressed, I'll just like, just kind of check out some new growth. Like what leaf is here? Something to mm. pluck off, whatever. So I get very like, I don't know. I spend a lot of time in my apartment, especially just like with lockdown and everything. So I feel like I've tried to make our house like kind of a sanctuary. So, you know, just surrounding myself with things that I love, um, cats, plants, crystals, all the creepy cool stuff that we have in here. Um, so I'm definitely a homebody in that sense. So I guess in terms of like just expressing myself, things like that, it's kind of like, um, putting work into the house or, you know, just like kind of self-care in terms of that kind of thing and making my surroundings like as comfortable mm-hmm. and uh, to my liking as possible. Yeah. I, like that. I love that you said the way you express yourself is to make these really strange noises. And that's definitely not something that's like as common. So that's very Aquarian <laughs> to me of like, I've got this and this works for me. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Kind of weird, cool. but Tom's used to it now. <laughs> That's actually really also, funny because oh, my, my mom's an Aquarius moon. And like, I just remember like she'll, it's not necessarily like noises, but she'll just like, it's like words. Like I remember like when I was little, like really little, it was like, if my mom was taking a shower, I would like be in her bedroom. She just wanted me to be like close enough to her that I wasn't like somewhere downstairs that if something happened and she was in the shower, blah, blah, blah. So like, I remember she was one time was like, Steven. And I was like, what, what, like what? Or she was like, fuck or like whatever it was <laughs> like maybe when yeah. I was older it was just like a declaration or Sierra and I'm like what she's like oh nothing 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 you know like in like my dad's name my name the dog's name a declaration That's of so like you funny. know just like He's just like in the shower just screaming fuck yeah 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 just yeah. like and I was like what she's like nothing and I'm like am I not supposed to react to that sorry mom if you're listening yeah wait I gave that's that away, bizarre but... I haven't <laughs> yeah I, I don't understand <laughs> no but it's like probably like having like a thinking. fake fight yeah, or some kind of a conversation. <laughs> I have my best throwdowns in the shower. Oh, like for in my sure, home. absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, oh, when I get out of here, just you wait. <laughs> when I get out of here, I'm gonna be fine, but I'm mad I'm now. Gonna, I'm gonna go lay on my bed in my towel for three hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> continue this conversation in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. For sure. Oh man. But that, yeah, like just that weird, like, I don't know, like weird because Aquarius, we always say like are the weirdos in a loving way of the Zodiac, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, that I'm just thinking my mom, like randomly, it's not sounds, but it's just random words. And sometimes just our names, like for no reason, just like, this is what I'm thinking. I'm feeling something. And she'll just be like, Sierra, what? Oh, nothing, nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like a combo, like mom brain. Yes. And you know, mm, like yeah. quirky of like, I'm always thinking it like family oriented, but like, it's also your mind. So there's like a weird like battle going on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I also, I sing a lot, but I, I get annoyed with myself with the amount that I'm doing it or like the one line that's running through my head oh, absolutely. and like, especially living with another person. Um, I'm like, all right, I can't be doing this anymore. Like, let's just do a couple weird chirps. Yeah. <laughs> no more singing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. So, when you are upset, mm-hmm. what do you do to like make yourself feel better in that situation? Um, I am. I would say I'm like an optimist, but I'm a realist. 
Um, so as much as I'm like, okay, things are going to get better. I'm like, okay, they are, but like, actually, how are they going to? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm not necessarily thinking of like step-by-step, this is what I need to do to get there. But like bigger picture, I'm like, okay, like worse things have happened, or maybe if they haven't, like, how have you dealt with things before? I'm, I'm like a very big family person. Um, I'm very close with the immediate members of my family, my mom, dad, and my sister. So they're definitely, um, a good outlet for me. Mm. Uh, my sister and I are like five years apart. Um, but we're extremely close. So she's always something to help calm me down. And especially if it's something, um, like stressful about my family, uh, she's like a very good outlet for me, but just kind of like thinking it through and trying to, you know, not get too anxious about it. Maybe like take some space away from that. Um, I, I know that true crime is especially trendy right now. Um, but it's always been something that I've been into. So Mm -hmm. I think I had like, I don't know, like 76,000 minutes on, on Spotify last year. And I can guarantee like yeah. 50 of them were, were podcasts. Um, like true crime <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> so that's also another thing I do to like calm down. Um, yeah. weirdly. What is the, I'm just curious what the, yes. yeah. Is the thought that like, well, at least I'm not getting murdered right now. Or like, what is um, the, what, that's funny. My mom was like, how can you like listen to this? Like, isn't it depressing? And I was like, mm. to be honest, um, it, of course it is horrible things happen every single day. So like for, it's not good for everybody to be having that in your ear all the time. But for me, I'm kind of like, okay, again, optimistic realist. I don't think anything's ever going to happen to me, but nobody ever thinks anything's going to happen to them. So Mm -hmm. in that situation, I would rather be armed with information than to be like, oh, I've actually never thought about a home invasion. Like, what would I do? But Mm -hmm. by the time it's too late or by the time somebody's in your house and you haven't thought that through, like, that's when you're like, oh, shit, like fight, flight or freeze. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I would react to a situation like that, but it calms me to be like, okay, other people have gotten through the situation or maybe they haven't. What could I do differently? Or what could I like give advice to somebody? Um, like, what could I say to somebody to be like, oh, in that situation, it's best to hide, mm-hmm. run, fight, whatever. Um, so I think for me, it's comforting just to be like, knowing what could happen with the hopes that it never will, but if it does to be like, all right, like, what are my options here to be prepared? Yeah. And like, again, you never know, you don't know what that about yourself until it's actually happening, but at least to try to survive in a situation, like, I don't know. And I've, I've always just been like leaning towards like the darker side of things. So I, I love, know. I love that though. Like I, I'm a bit, I'm a big fan. I would say not like huge as some people, but like, I'm a big fan of true crime. And I was, I've been listening to the going West podcast recently. That's what I've been like listening to. Do you know that one? I haven't heard of that one. Oh, well, there you go. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah. Another um, plug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um I know right so the cemetery and going west podcast um 
but I was listening to this one where it was like a crime, um, a poisoning crime, and they were inspired by an Agatha Christie novel. And apparently two people's lives were saved from this Agatha Christie novel because they were reading this book and noticed that they had signs of this poisoning and they were Shut able up. to not die because of it. Oh like God. they went to the hospital. Yeah. Two people like happened to be reading the Agatha Christie book. Like there are two documented cases of having read this book and being like, that's what's happening to me. Went to the hospital. Yeah. And it like, arson? it wasn't, but it was like, it was something that's cyanide. rat poisoning. Um, it was like another oh, cyanide. It was like a long con. <laughs> they it were like was- over time being poisoned not like yes. one and done yes yeah it's like the build up that'll kill you in your body it was it was something that like yeah like it, they didn't notice it right away but like uh, to your point yeah. of saying like being armed with information like well there we go there's there's proof that it can you know be helpful yeah but at the same time like I think the reason beyond just being like if I listen to enough of this then like I'll be armed with information I also think there's just like it's kind of like how you say you're fascinated by the cool and creepy things like it's horrible to say but I feel like it's on the same level it's in the same category as why so many people are so interested and fascinated by World War II because like there's so many Mm -hmm. stories that get written about it there's so many movie plots there's so many like we dive into it and like that's such a because it's like how could something this horrible have happened in real life and so it's just like Mm -hmm. this fascination of like somebody living on this planet with me that could be my neighbor is like this fucked (laughs) like and could totally like I don't know and the thing that just also fascinates me and terrifies me is like the um what like the family annihilators that just suddenly snap and then so I think it's like mm-hmm. before without getting on like the huge stand I know I feel like we need to put a trigger warning yeah, yeah yeah I'm gonna be like cool creepy plus trigger warning for uh, this episode yeah but um but it's like very I think it's it's just a fascination of like how could this actually happen yeah in the same I- world I live in for sure. And how can somebody get away with it this many times? Um, and things like, you know, there's so many cases where it's only circumstantial evidence or, you know, obviously mm. in the sixties and seventies, there was no DNA. So like, again, realistic optimist, I do not want this to happen to me or anybody that I know, but if they do like, and if you live, you want to catch that fucker. You want to make sure that nobody <laughs> else gets got by them. So making sure like you leave behind something that would prove and connect them to this case or any DNA DNA evidence you can get, or if God forbid, you don't think you're going to survive, get their skin under your fingernails, rip it. Like, Mm, you know, things like that, where you're like, I'm, I'm going to either survive or I'm going to make sure that this person doesn't do this again. Yeah. Those things you would never think of. Or like, as soon as you get in your car, lock your door, do not yeah. put your seatbelts on first. Lock that shit. Then you could figure out your seatbelts. Yeah. Check your back seat. You know, Night Stalker used to get in through open windows on the on the ground floor, sliding doors, like just things that somebody else has been in your position and something bad happened to them. You should try your very best to put yourself in the best position that you can to not have that happen to you. Terrible things happen every day that are out of your control, but try to control the controllable. And I think that's what helps me when I am stressed or whatever of like control the controllable. Um, yeah. I like that. And everything else will. Yeah. Be like at least be. it's sort of like an entertainment, but also it's very practical. It's very useful information for you to have. A hundred percent. There's also shameless plug, an amazing show called I survived. It's on a yes. Um, yes. 
And those are some of the most harrowing, gnarliest stories you will ever hear. And it's from the mouth of the survivor. And so that is so amazing because they're like, in this situation, this is what I did to live. Obviously it's going to be different, but like you are getting it from the person who had that real life experience. There's no like dramatic reenactments. This is the exact situation that happened to this person. Like, I think that is my discomfort with true crime is that, is there even consent from, you know, like that you're speaking of real things that happened to a victim, like where's the consent there or where's Mm -hmm. the sympathy for the family that, you know, of the victim. So for me, I feel like true. And this is such a tangent, (laughs) but we've already gone off the tangent. So, but yeah, that's why I was wondering what your logic is um, of what, how it makes you feel better. Because for me, I think it's just like, we're talking about somebody who experienced something brutal or, you know, horrible. Um, and who knows if they even want to be talked about in that way. Yeah, that's it. That's a good point. And I feel like depending on who's talking about it. Yes. And how the level of respect. Yes. Like, you know, the podcast that I listen to, for example, morbid, um, or my favorite murder or, and that's why we drink. Like, I like them because they are very sympathetic. They're not like cracking jokes. They're never victim blaming. They are cracking jokes, but never at the expense of the survivors or the victims. And they give like background and they'll of course elaborate on like how the killer got to where they are. Cause like the background of that and, and their journey to like the psychopathy is obviously very interesting, but they also really talk about the victims too. And Mimi, to your point, like, I think that's, absolutely so important because you don't want the star so, so to yeah speak, you don't want to be like killer. oh well the killer had these uh, no. mental health issues and it's like we all have mental health issues right yeah. right you know? abuse isn't a reason to kill yeah somebody. lots yeah. of people survive that and go on to live fantastic lives mm-hmm. um so i think that's a good point in terms of consent i feel like family members and things like that I would like to think share, share the same sentiment that I do of, we don't want this to happen to somebody else. And if we yeah. can get the story out there or yeah. we can let their memory live on, we can start this foundation in their yeah. name. Yeah. Like, and it can help others are. not go through yes. what my yes. family member went through. That's yes. how, okay. Yeah. This is the last point I'm going to make on this. Tangent. <laughs> 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 this That's how I learned that Amber Alert isn't like a color it's named after the girl amber that like had this system existed she would have been saved in time and so it's like i learned yeah there was no protocols for something like that yeah so like i learned a lot of that stuff from listening to these podcasts and it just gave me like that gave me such a i don't know made me realize how much i don't even know about like you like the background of like how that even became an amber alert you know so that was yeah unfortunately we learn lessons through tragedies or you know there's a law now where killers can't write a book and make a fucking profit off of their story like Mm -hmm. that that that's an amazing thing that like because somebody tried to be like oh well i'm gonna monetize the shit out of this while i'm in jail like no you're not yeah and little things like that where like unfortunately it had to be learned through experience but that's how we learn and that's why i love true crime yeah cool way to sum it up wait (laughs) yes 
Yes, absolutely. I, I, like, I appreciate that tangent. Yeah, Ooh. that was a good tangent. And like that all stem, I'm going to bring us back. That all stems from <laughs> how do you feel better when you're upset? And I remember like yeah. you, you made you made a comment about how you try to take a step back and look at the bigger picture of things. And that was like, well, we have to go to this question next because I have a question yeah. here of are you a big picture thinker or do you tend to focus more on the small details of things? Yeah. Um I am kind of both, uh, like big picture. I'm like, okay, I know that this is something that I want in my life, but I'm also not sure what next, like there are things that I want and optimistic realist. I'm like, okay, if I just like, don't fuck up or like, just keep moving towards this like trajectory, I can probably get there, but I'm not crazy detail oriented. So I'm like, I'll just have to figure out how later. Yeah. I know what I want. I know I'll get there, but how we'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. Home that you want when you don't even own your first, we'll figure that out. Like things (laughs) like that where I'm like, okay, I can identify the things in my life, but I don't think analytically like that where I'm like and these are the things I need to do to get there I'm just mm-hmm. like that'd be cool hope that works out I'm gonna try my darndest but like you yeah. know so I probably yeah. or I should probably try to map that out a little bit more for my own peace of mind or be like if this actually is something that you want this is how you'll get there that's just not exactly how my brain works that's more of a Tom thing where he's like, here are the steps. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to come with you. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I guess not super analytical, but I'm like, hope it works out. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah. No, like, cause like when we did like the Aquarius moon part one, it was very like when talking about just like general qualities, I was thinking about my mom. Cause like Aquarius is the water bearer and it's an air sign. So it's contradicting where it's like, okay, you're an air sign, but you're dumping out a, a vase of water. Like, how does that, why are you not a water sign? Mm-hmm. And, but it's like mm-hmm. this, this image of like, I can see the water being dumped out. I'm not in it. I have this a bird's eye view of what emotionally yeah. is going on. I'm not objective part- understanding. Yeah. But- yeah. Like this vantage point is totally different. So like emotionally, I feel like Aquarius moons have this vantage point. That's completely different from like, you know, the other, the other signs in that way. And I always remember growing up my mom, like whenever I had a really, like, to me felt like a huge issue. She was like, okay, like take a step back and look at this from like, you know, a bigger perspective. Like, is it that big of, not that, is it that big of a deal, but like, will this matter in five days from now, five years from now, and kind of always tried to bring in that bigger picture, which like, I do appreciate, but then also sometimes I'm like, I just want to feel upset right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's that like, yeah, just uh, seeing things from a bigger picture, I think is a, is something that Aquarius moons especially have that ability when it comes to emotional things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to see things from a more logical perspective, not that you're not feeling it, but just like being able to see them where, how they reside in the big picture of your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Alrighty. Do you, um, do you think you go like against the grain of, especially in your family, do you feel like you might be, you do things very differently from them? I don't think that we do things very differently. I think we're all very similar people, not to give too much away, but everybody in my family is a fire sign. Mm. 
So we are all very similar. I'm, we're both weird combinations of our parents. Um, I'm like very much like my mom in certain ways, but I also am just like my dad. It's like very much split for all of us. And so I think the reason that we get along very well for the most part, we're not like the fucking Brady Bunch, but like for the most part, you know, like uh, I feel like the Brady Bunch is problematic too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think we, we definitely all have like similar energies. We know how to coexist without being like, what are we all going to do? We just like, like to spend time with each other without like, you know, we just like to chill with each other. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like I have a sense of belonging within my family, but I have in certain points in my life, not had a great sense of belonging, not with friends. Cause that sounds so dramatic, but like, I've never really had, like, I feel like everybody's now like my tribe, like my, my people, like I have individuals that I connect with and I love and like are my best friends, but yeah. I have never felt like a cohesive, you know, type of thing. So I've felt like I'm a little bit different than other people in certain ways, but then the people that I do really get along with do have that like creepy, cool, uh, side to them where I can be like, Oh, I can like really be myself with you. Or like, we can talk about cool witchy stuff and you're not going to be like, okay, Emily, like what the hell are you talking about? Um, or have some of those like darker conversations, but for the most part, um, family wise, definitely vibe with them very similar well, that's interesting then does is there Aquarius running in your family like in anybody else in your immediate family I'm honestly not really sure oh okay yeah yeah that would be interesting to know like yeah, if, uh, especially we like we did an episode on hereditary astrology and saw like how different like signs like kind of even get passed down within families so it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see if like either of your parents also had like, we're either an Aquarius rising or an Aquarius moon or Aquarius Venus or, you know, some sort of a, yeah, something. Yeah. Well, I just was a, we asked that question because Aquarius tends to be, it could on one side, it could be the rebellion, right. It could be the person who rebels or it could be somebody who is lacking that sense of belonging. So Mm -hmm. that's sort of why I thought maybe in the family, there was that lack of belonging, but if that family also has Aquarian, you know, placements, then you actually belong with each other. Maybe you're odd ones out in society or in your community, but when you're yeah. with each other, you're comfortable because you can share that Aquarian energy. Yeah, that does. I know my dad very much feels out of place. He's always felt like maybe he was born in the wrong time or whatever. So I think he has like kind of an old soul in that way, but he definitely is like a black sheep. Um, so so maybe, I'm, yeah. I don't know. But I I like what you said though, too, where it's like, you know, when you find, it's like when you find your people, it's almost like, cause like the, the thing with Aquarius is that like Aquarius is the alien of the Zodiac. Like we're not even from this planet type of thing. So it's almost like (laughs) once you found your, uh, like the other extraterrestrials, you're like, we are vibing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like I, I'm not going to say I hate most people, but I definitely don't like most people. And I'm very much like you're guilty until proven innocent in my mind. Um, Mm. so when people do win me over or I'm like, oh yeah, like we're, we're going to be friends. Like that 
is rarer where I'm like, oh no, I, I legitimately like want to spend time with them. Like, of course I, you know, we have like a whole friend group and I'm not like, I don't belong. But like when we're talking about like actual kindred spirits and, and people that you really are like, wow, you're like a life, a lifer. Um, Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen to me that often. And I tend to cherry pick very much. So there's never been like a whole group of people where I'm like, oh, hell yeah. It's kind of like, all right, let's weed through and see. Like, Take one from every group. Legit. Kind yeah, of exactly. experienced. Do little cherry pickings until I have my own little concoction. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. The, um, because Guillaume is an Aquarius and I bought us these like Zodiac stickers. I like, I have them for each of us. I think, uh, no, the no. Sagittarius one for me is like, um, I, I like fluent in sarcasm, but like the uh, Aquarius <laughs> one is a people person who hates people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but I, I you bad. strike me as the kind of person who likes the idea of people though, you know, and that is sort of Aquarian of like that humanitarian effort. Like even when you were talking about astrology, your thoughts and feelings on them, it's like, who cares if it's on point, it brings connection and it brings yeah. an understanding and that's what we need. So that's sort of that humanitarian effort of like wanting us all to come together and be able to understand each other. But when you actually get down to the one-on-one, you're like, mm, I don't know that I like many people on an individual basis. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, the concept of it is great, but when I have mm-hmm. to actually do it I'm like, oh, this will not do. Um, and then I, then I'm like really starting to sort through, but yeah, the concepts there for sure. People just typically let me down or mm-hmm. are boring or don't want to talk about, you know, things that, that aren't cool like things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck work. Let's talk about like life after death. Let's talk about, I don't know. Yes. Cool. Yes. You know? <laughs> this, this is, this is literally my mom when like she, my dad had business friends over for dinner and she was like, God, can we talk about something interesting, something real, something like aliens? <laughs> she, this was like in her own head and she's like, maybe I need a reality check. <laughs> <laughs> no, like again, sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like we're in our early thirties, you know, like our friends are all starting to shift. Like, you know, some of them are getting married soon. I'm, I know they're all like planning to talk about, or, you know, some of them are planning to have kids and whatever. And like, I'm just so far from that. And sometimes over here, like, watering my plants. Yeah. These are my babies. Like my cats, like that's, that's my plan for motherhood. Um, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, all right, like what's the most fucked up story you've ever heard? Or then sometimes I'll bring it in, I'll bring it up where I'm like, Hey, have you guys ever watched I survived? And then I just tell this gnarly story where I'm like, yeah, you guys could like, we can watch it right now. Um, I feel like I am usually the ones that pull people into like the weird stuff. Um, but yeah, one of the things, uh, in my favorite murder, they have something called like their hometown murders where it's basically like everybody, you know, either has a firsthand account or knows something, some crazy murder in their town or some like weird unsolved mystery or something. And Mm -hmm. like, everybody has one of those. And when you can get somebody to actually, when you can get to that point in your friendship, or if they're just like that, where they're forthcoming with that type of information of, or like, Oh yeah. Like in my town, this actually really crazy thing happens. Like, that's my kind of thing. Like that is mm-hmm. the conversation that I want. Um, and it's just really weird to find that. And uh, I, I like the weirder side of things. So yeah, we'll be friends if you bring that up. 
yeah. <laughs> that's like what you oh, said about, Emily's heart <laughs> yeah, <Yes. right? laughs> when we kind of like we kind of went over the next questions we were going to say do you find yourself gravitating towards large friend groups or like more of like drifter mode but I like that you you like you have like larger friend groups but it's like you said like almost like ex- there's more of like another level to get through before you know you really yeah. have someone in like a smaller circle a hundred percent. Like Tom has like a close friend group of like, not even lying, like 15 guys. Like he is in a giant ass group chat. And like, I have never, I don't even have 15 friends. I can't believe that those are just so friends. So like, they've obviously become my friends over the years. I love all of those guys. They're great. We'll like, we'll roll 13 people deep to the bars and stuff. And then we'll also, Tom and I will also sometimes be like, Oh, do you want to have Mike over tonight to watch succession? Do you want to have Nolan over tonight to watch I survived. Like we will cherry pick depending on like what the vibe is. Cause sometimes it's just so overwhelming to be in like that large group. And even that's with a party. Yeah. That's basically a party. Yeah. Um, and then even within that, it's funny to see like who sections off with each other when we are all in a group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like people just have that natural tendency anyway, to be like, I need more of an intimate connection versus mm-hmm. like, we're all just sitting in a room type of thing. Oh so. my God. If I were in that situation, I would want every single one of their top three. I was about when to be they like, sectioned off, yes, I'd be yes. like, there's the fire group. Yes, that's <laughs> like, like exactly. there's the group sitting on the couch, munching away. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to be like, do you think they're breaking off based on moon signs or on sun signs? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Do yeah, some I mean, research, some... Emily. Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I'll try. Some of these boys have gone you know, some put of us them- in on that group chat. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, some of them have known each other since high school. So I do wonder, like, you know, what made them kind of get together then because they went to like a Catholic high school on Long Island. So oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting origins. Hmm. Cool. Well, moving on to something kind of different. Yeah. We we're wondering how you deal with very sudden changes in your life and if they provoke sort of an emotional reaction. Hmm. So I always say I hate change. I do get very stuck in my ways. Um, It's something that just kind of is. So as much as I do hate change, I oddly adapt very fast to it because there's nothing I can really do about it, depending on what the change is. Obviously, it's if, if it's my of my own volition, job change, moving, whatever, I get very, I get adjusted very quickly. Um, but kind of even if it's not, again, like to, to bring it up again, realistic optimist, I'm like, well, this is what it is now. Um, there's only so much I can do. I can try to control what I can control, but for the most part, I can't. So you just got to kind of roll with the punches and sometimes it stresses me out. But I think also, especially the last few years, like being at home, that like is the control of like my atmosphere is the same. Maybe responsibilities within my job have changed or something in my family has come up or whatever, but there are constants that I have that kind of like keep me tied to the present. Um, so it is scary when I think of things changing, but it actually isn't that bad when it happens to me. And I feel like I always have a hard time keeping that in mind, but I adapt very quickly to things. So hmm. it's scary. It more like if you know, change is coming, it's scarier than if it just happens. 
think it's scary to think of all the things that could happen that you don't expect. Um, like my father was diagnosed with cancer two years ago. And then it was like, he had actually three different types of cancer, um, in one diagnosis, which was really scary. Mm -hmm. And those are always things that you hope something never happens to your parents, but it can, and it probably will depending on the severity of it. But again, like you can either focus on, oh my God, like this is going to be so bad. And like, he's going to die or, okay, we know what is happening step-by-step. Let's try to do what we can. And we're just going to like kind of figure it out. So it's really scary to think about all the things that you never think are going to happen, but you can't expect that. So you're not going to live every day being like, Oh God, what's going to happen today? Like, you know, cause crazy shit happens every fucking day. Like yeah. whether we're talking about world levels or just within your own environment. So I don't know. It's, it's hard to be scared all the time. You don't want to be, you don't want to be expecting the unexpected all the time, but, um, you know, then so there's also either way. Like, yeah. It's kind of like either way or like, you know, we talked about how my friends are in transitional periods of like getting married or having kids. And like, I'm, I was thinking about it the other day, like, that's going to be really crazy to have to shift the mindset of like, you're my friend to like, Oh, you're a mom now. Yeah. And like your priorities yeah. are so different now. And like our friendship is going to change because you can't be chilling all the time. We can't just be like staying up late and doing whatever we're doing because like you have a family now. And like, yeah. mm-hmm. that's, scary for me to think about. Cause I don't want that relationship to change, but I'm also like, but it's for such a good reason. I'm going to be so happy for them. So really, what are you afraid of? So that's why in my mind, it's always like much bigger yeah, or like scarier. But then when I actually think it through or it actually does happen, I'm like, Oh, like good things have come from this change or this isn't actually that bad. Like I'll be fine. I'm going to get used to this type of thing. Hmm. I like that. That's interesting. I'm thinking yeah. about how I react to certain things. And I think in certain ways, that's true where like certain, certain things, I think like I'm pretty, I'm pretty go with the flow with most things. Like I seek change a lot. Um, but certain things I'm like, like when my parents moved that devastated me, I was like, I can't not have this house anymore. Like that's not an option in my life. Like, and where my parents live now is freaking gorgeous. And like, I don't even live in the country anymore. It's okay. You know, but like, right. (laughs) But in your mind, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think also of how I deal with change. And I think like, for example, just yesterday, some plumbing stuff happened and I'm like, okay, crap. Like we got to call a plumber. We got to do all these things. And like the news of it, I'm like, okay, we're going to deal with this. It's going to be fine. Monday morning comes around this morning. I'm like, oh, now I actually have to do all of the things that I said I would do that the change created in my life. And I'm like, I deal with the concept of change really well. And then when it comes to taking the action that that change asks me to do, I get a little frazzled, you know? So it's interesting mm, how everybody yeah. deals with change. Cause when you accept the idea of it, you're like, okay, it's still just an idea. But then when it solidifies into, but here's how it's actually going to affect you. That's how it really creates, I don't know, your, your true reaction. Yeah. That's cool. Cause it's kind of opposite. I like it. I like that you guys have. I love opposite. change Ooh. <laughs> until I have to do it. <laughs> I, I never mind. <laughs> well, our last question before we get to your top three is tell us something that you're willing to share that maybe not a lot of people know about you. 
Hmm. Um, well, Tom, Tom calls me a closet goth, um, which I actually think is like pretty appropriate because I'm like at first glance there, I don't think that you could necessarily tell I have a tendency for the things that we have just been talking about. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, in my house, there's like a million like pinned butterflies. I've got, you know, some like little taxidermy things. Um, I just, you know, I've always liked skulls and dead stuff. And I don't know. I, I don't, the closet goth is funny. Cause I don't really present myself anyway. I think I'm a very unassuming looking and acting person to the right, like in regular day to day, I wear a lot of black, but I, I don't know. It's kind I live of in New York. It's fine. Yeah. I live in New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think when people get to know me or like the true crime talks or like, oh, have you ever watched I Survived? It's so crazy. Um, I think that just I look one way, but present in a different way. And I think people are usually taken back by that. Um, I'm like five one. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty unassuming in terms of that, but I think no, I, I remember at like, at, uh, Andrew's wedding where you were yeah. wearing like a really pretty, like floral dress yes. and, you know, like, in like a color and, you know, yes. like, <laughs> and, and I was uh, like, please wear a color to this. It's a summer wedding. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's so funny else. though, because we're on zoom and I'm like, I don't know that you're five one. And when I first heard your voice before you put camera on, I don't, there was something so light about you, which I think maybe might be your mercury if it's not the same as anyway, but there was something so light about you. And then I saw your like video and, Mm. but you say like, I don't think I give off goth or anything, but I don't know. That makes sense to me. Cause I was imagining such lightness. And then I saw Mm -hmm. you and you have like this dark curly hair and you know, like there's contrast (laughs) and I don't know. I, I could definitely see that when you said positive goth, I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. Not too closeted anymore. The door's open. The door's open. But to be fair, this is also an environment where you are open to talk about those things. So maybe in in the real world out there, you're Coworkers, I don't think they had like for example, we were doing at work um like trivia because there's like a bunch of new hires. Mm -hmm. So there was like Christmas uh, like write in like your Christmas traditions that you do with your family or your holiday traditions, whatever. And it was like, what's your favorite Christmas creature? So people were like Rudolph or, uh, Frosty the Snowman. Did you oh, Krampus? I, I wrote fucking Krampus. And so we're, we're presenting like, like me in a huge meeting and somebody was like oh like my friend Matt was like the kind of like the MC and he like knows me so he was like no surprise here like Krampus and everybody somebody was like what's Krampus in the in the chat so I was like oh Jesus Christ so I was like, <laughs> basically like the antithesis of Santa he like throws kids in a sack and like I had to explain like the whole thing and then like, I was Meanwhile, I was going to do a different Christmas creature that I thought was way too obscure named Gryla, if you've ever heard of her. And she's basically an Icelandic cannibalistic Christmas witch um, is the best way for me to describe (laughs) that. And she has like a whole army of like ghost children and stuff. Yeah. Basically I am super weird and people don't know that. And I have to like sometimes temper it down because I was like, Emily, what the 
Krampus already <laughs> is a weird ass answer. You should have just said Santa like a normal. Um, <laughs> yeah, but also if Santa Krampus, is your favorite Christmas character. I like, know, mm-hmm. it's basic as hell, but I was like, I don't want to have to describe like this weird like goat demon to 50 <laughs> yeah. Zoom. And then I did. So (laughs) and then I did. did. So they were like, cool, Emily, next. (laughs) Yeah. Scare the newbies. Yeah. They don't ask me questions now. The new hire. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect. Actually, different. Oh my god! Well, like going <laughs> off of that, Mimi, what do you think, Emily's top three? Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. This whole time, this is where I really show my colors. So, the whole time, I can't stop the screaming in my head. <laughs> that is <laughs> sounds like a different problem. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Okay. Um, I'm just gonna say, I feel like the Scorpio Taurus axis is activated AF. Like everything you say very much screams Scorpio rising to me. I don't know if that's right. Okay. Here's the thing. Mm. <laughs> Emily doesn't know her exact birth time. I don't know. And, and mm. that's the thing is me and Emily and her sister, Molly, we talked about this, seeing how Emily seems like such a scorpio rising person but mm-hmm. there but like based on the time that your mom kind of guesstimated there's no way and so i oh. like but i think that you're right there with because scorpio and taurus are right opposite each other like on the axis if you mm. just so you know um and the way that i did it <laughs> like when I, I played around with this when i was talking to molly is that i think if we do it if like there's a certain time where you are a taurus because the way that she, the time she gave she us, could be taurus like, rising taurus or gemini yeah okay and i was like i really think you're a taurus rising because it would put your son in your yeah eighth house, I do. which is which is scorpio's yeah. house well yeah. and that's the thing a lot of what she was saying oh i'm sorry i'll talk about you like you're not here what you were saying <laughs> i i did feel a lot of taurus as well and that's why i said scorpio taurus axis not just scorpio because it felt like there's something really grounded about you and also mm. i think there's something really well-rounded and you know i kind of figured you were a fire sign and then you said that everyone in your family was a fire sign so to have that fire air and earth like that just in your top three that is very well-rounded to me um so yeah, Taurus rising. I could definitely see that. But I also, at a point I was like, wow, she's really good at like holding conversations. She's very well-spoken. That could be Gemini, but I felt like that was more your Aquarius moon because Aquarius moon like knows the big picture of what they want to say. And then they say all the things in succession to make sure that they get their point across, you know, whereas sometimes Gemini can just talk in circles and not really remember what they were trying to talk about in the beginning. Um, <laughs> no shade. They're great conversationalists. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. A Taurus rising. I could definitely see that. I probably see that more than Gemini rising. Yeah. Yeah. Cause okay. when we All did right. your chart, like, and when we did Tom's chart, cause we were guessing for yours yeah. and it said Gemini rising. I was like, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then yeah. like, I played around with it and it like with your, t- it, with Taurus rising, it would put your son, which I guess you'll have to guess me, me in, um, mm. in your eighth house, which is Scorpio's house. So I was like, I'm pretty sure we, I found the ticket. I'm pretty sure I found the ticket. <laughs> yeah. is. So yes. Yeah. I like need to figure it out because also my mom always said like I was two weeks late. So my birthday isn't, mm. wasn't supposed to be November 24th. No, Same. it was supposed to be. I mean, okay, sure. Yes. It was. <laughs> but I was, Hey, I was 15 days late. Were we all late as well? Yes. I was, I, I was two weeks late. Oh my God. Mm. 
as yeah, a theme okay. of my life, I am a late bloomer in everything that I do. And I think that it started with my birth. Um, <laughs> I just was fucking holding on. I like did not want to get out of there. Um, mm. And it's interesting because like, I do find myself gravitating towards when I am reading my horoscopes. I always read Scorpio too. Yeah. Cause secretly mm. in my brain, I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I have always, am I a Scorpio? Like, yeah, I've always kind of been like, I was late, like hmm, maybe. Um, but I, yeah. I've always found like some truth in that. Like there's lots of things about Sagittarius that I don't always relate to. Like the one. So you're a Sag son. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. I had, I, I knew it was right. Aries or Sag, but yeah, yeah. once Sears at eighth house, I knew it was Sag. So. Okay. <laughs> so not. <laughs> um, yeah. But like the wanderlust, I'm like, I'm chilling at home. Like, I don't know. I don't need to, uh, but like then when I am traveling, I'm like, oh, this is like mad fun. Like I, I should mm-hmm. But then I get home and yes. I'm like, I'm never leaving. But that's um, Taurus versus Sag. Taurus is yeah, a homebody yeah, yeah. and mm. Sag is a world traveler. So it's like you have that. And like, I definitely have both. Yeah. yeah. That and push that, and also, that also, in a way, like with, because Sagittarius is more than just physically traveling to its philosophies and it's like higher learning. And so I feel yeah. like there's that because you're constantly with that Aquarius moon too, just this constant consuming of like information. And wanting to know more. Yep. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's so interesting. But you also kept saying realistic optimist and and Sagittarius is the optimist of the zodiac. So Mm. it's like that makes sense there too. And it's funny because you were born two days after me. Yeah. And like same year. And um and we were both two weeks late. That's so interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. You should look into your, um, your sidereal chart <clears throat> and it's sidereal. We could talk about it some other time, but in, a, in sidereal astrology, you are a Scorpio. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know what sidereal is. I'm going to have to Google that. Yeah. You'll look into it. You're fixed. <laughs> You're fixed. <laughs> you'll look into it. <laughs> yeah. My I was contemplating. Oh yeah. Well, I was contemplating your sun signs. Cause I was like, Leo could make sense, but I didn't, I didn't think it was Leo. Cause I didn't think you were triple fixed. And I was pretty certain that you were on that Scorpio Taurus axis mm-hmm. with your rising sign and triple fixed. I just didn't see it. You were, you were too open, like communicative and like open to what other people had to say. <laughs> no offense to the fixed signs. I feel you. <laughs> um, so yeah, between Aries and Sag, which is so interesting because both of those are quite independent signs anyway. You know, we always talk about how Sagittarius and Aquarius are the most independent, but Aries is definitely up there too, right, you know? Yeah. So I was, I was really curious about that, but something about you is very mutable. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my mom is like, just call the fucking hospital you were born at and ask them if they'll tell you when you were born. Like, they could. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm I allowed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be like, um, miss. No, I, I, I don't know. It's the worst that could happen. Yeah, you definitely could. There's like birth, uh, birth chart record yeah. department with everybody. Yeah. It's oddly not on your birth certificate. Apparently. I guess it depends. So it is for some States. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Some States mandated it and then some States don't and countries. And yeah. 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 All right. Maybe I'll call and just be like, hi, I know this is weird, but they're probably like, we, get this all the time They're like is this yeah. for astrology yeah. okay yeah, hang honestly. on yeah, yeah. <laughs> ever since neptune went into pisces everyone's calling the hospitals yeah exactly oh <laughs> They're like, let me guess you want to know your son yeah yeah uh, <laughs> well, i'll let you guys know if i if and when i did get that information i'll yes. 100% know because i'd love to yeah. see the accuracy of this but 
yeah, I mean, like I said, I think there's just something human that we love to hear about ourselves. We oh, love, yeah. mm-hmm. like, I'm like, tell me more. Like, I, I feel like that's just a human instinct to be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. To just understand yourself. Here, like, bit. yeah, exactly. So it's, it's really cool insight and it's just fun to talk about. Yeah. It is fun to talk about. It's been fun to talk. This has been really fun. It's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for being our Aquarius moon guest. Thank you for allowing me to be here. It was a great time. We are here with our second Aquarius moon guest. Welcome Esteban. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You are a, a friend of a, a friend who's going to be on the podcast later on for Aries moon season, but you, uh, mm-hmm. we, we just met and this is pretty cool to get to interview you because I feel like a lot of people we have on this podcast, we've, we've had some interaction with, so I'm like really excited to get to get to know you through your moon sign here. <laughs> I, I'm excited to guess your signs because yes. like, really, I don't mm. know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no t- no tip offs here. Yeah, right. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, where you are now, or anything important we should know? Okay. Yes. Um, so, I am from Toulon in southern France in the French Riviera. Uh, it's a, sort of a small city between Marseille and Nice. I so I was born and raised in Toulon, uh, and then I moved to Paris when I was 18 to study. A political science at Sciences Po, uh, and I've been living in Paris almost yeah since then. Um, so I, I live in Paris now, uh, but I also got the chance to spend a year in Austin, Texas, uh, another year in Brazil as an exchange student in São Paulo. Uh, I get to intern in Delhi, India, and I also. Uh, had the chance to go to Chile uh, for another year. So yeah, I, I traveled a lot to America. I guess I really love that continent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, what else? Um, between jobs right now, <laughs> uh, just, just left my previous one and uh, about to start a new one um, as a product manager. So yeah, I guess- Wow, uh, you're well-traveled. Yes, I love traveling. <gasps> Amazing. I'm noting love that. Love it. Yeah, love it too. <laughs> As you're talking with two uh, expats living in France, we we are with you with the loving traveling. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure. So what are your thoughts about astrology? Um, well, I don't know much. <laughs> um, and it's, I guess, not something I... I think a lot about in terms of what uh, defines me or, or how people act and all. But um, I guess it's very interesting because, um, well, before coming over as a guest, uh, obviously I, I did some research and I learned a lot already. So, so I, I saw that there's a, a lot I don't know and that can actually be very interesting in terms of like understanding yourself or, or the others around you and the interactions you have. So yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just uh, curious to, to know more. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know much. <laughs> no, that's, that's great that you're open. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's the funnest point in astrology when you just start learning about it and you're just like hungry to learn more. 
I love that period. <laughs> <laughs> and it also kind of speaks to Aquarius moon a little bit being like, you know, there's got to be some other points of views out there, like seeing it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to stick and agree with all of them, but like open to hearing, mm-hmm. you know, the other, yeah. the other things that are out there. Yeah. So the way that, um, the way that it kind of works with your, with your Zodiac signs is you think of it as, uh, there's your top three. So if you know what, if you know them, don't reveal them yet because Martha will try to guess at Mm -hmm. the end. But, um, the way it kind of goes is your rising sign is what people meet first. So they, it's like this mask that you wear, what they get their first impression and the way that you approach the world. And then it's your sun sign, which is your main life force. And you're basically who you are generally. But then when we really get to know you, when you're alone, when you're with with your most comfortable people, that's when your moon sign comes out. And it's very um, how you are emotionally, what makes you uh, kind of really comfortable and who you feel as your true self. So it really has a lot to do with your feelings and your emotions too. So when, when we're talking about a, um, Aquarius moon, we're going into like the feeling aspect of it too. And so would you say like, what would you say your go-to way of expressing yourself emotionally? If you either something really happy, really angry, like what's your go-to way of expressing yourself? Would you say? Hmm. Uh, about expressing my emotions specifically, you mean? Yeah. Right. Um, I guess let's say I'm a little shy in a way. Cause I, 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 don't, I'm not so comfortable expressing my emotions, uh, especially when I'm around people I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I guess I deep down I know that it would make me feel better to maybe like express myself or, or what I feel. Um, but it's not always easy. And yeah, obviously, I guess like a lot of people, I'm, I'm much more comfortable doing that with like friends or, or people I don't. I, I, I've I've known for a while um but yeah i i guess maybe it comes from my family because like you know we don't um as a child i'd say we it's not that it wasn't encouraged but it's i guess you know with my my mother and my my dad uh didn't really express their emotions either uh that easily so maybe it comes from that do you have the thought that are you afraid that people won't understand your emotions when you intellectualize them or you just don't want to share them because it's not something that comes easy for you? Uh, I guess let's say the latter because it's just I, I I'd say I feel it's something very personal and it's not easy for me to share you know Uh, again I guess like a lot of children I I just remembered that uh, when I was young, I didn't understand when I would go to a wedding. I didn't understand that people like would uh, reveal that they love that person in front of all of these people that had, that just came specifically to to see them express their love. And yeah, it's really something I did not understand as a as a child. So I guess it's a it's a good illustration of of how I felt. Uh, I guess I. I made some progress since then, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess it kind of says something about the way I, I express my emotions. I'm having this funny visual of like this little Aquarius moon kid, just like perplexed by the fact that everyone's here to like celebrate love and just trying to intellectualize it to your core. Like what is happening? 
<laughs> I, I love that though, because Aquarius, like I'm married to an Aquarius. And so it's different when it's your sun versus your moon, but my mom is an Aquarius moon. So I have some experience with it. And it's just like this, this way of just coming at things from such a different point of view. So however, you know, you maybe feel like I will express this or I just, why would I express this? And everybody's gathering to watch people uh, publicly express their love. That must be a very confusing, like just a very confusing moment too. That's super interesting. Uh, do you have like outlets though? Like, do you do art or do you sing or do you do certain things when you're upset or just yeah. to express emotionally? Mm, I guess not really. No, I think a lot. <laughs> so, and <then>, yes, <laughs> um, I guess I I like to talk things out also. Um, so I guess, it, yeah, it would be the way I, I let my emotions out, uh, talking or maybe also being, how to say that, maybe like very, when I'm angry, uh, yeah, I think I, I need, well, obviously I, 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 I can't do that, uh, but I, sometimes I feel like breaking everything around me because I need to like let that yeah release <laughs> all that yeah. ang anger so I feel like yeah. talking is a very underrated way of dealing with emotions I feel like everyone always asks like do you paint do you journal do you do this and it's like no actually I just talk which is a hundred percent a very great way of coping with emotions but people just totally slide that one under the rug that's so true mm -hmm. That's probably how I deal with a lot of emotions, but it's funny you said the thing about breaking things because I remember my mom who is an Aquarius moon being like, I wish there was a place where I could just go like smash some glass. Like, I don't want to hurt is. anybody else. Like at the time, you know, like, I don't know, I was yeah. little, uh, you know, at the time that wasn't really a thing, but I remember her just being like, I wish that I could get out my frustration somehow <laughs> with it being like, like, but physical you know, at the same time, but not hurting anybody and not like scaring anybody, but yeah. This is kind of a random side tangent, but it's funny in this society, how we are allow people to feel anger, but not sadness. Sometimes like people feel more comfortable being like, yeah, send me to like a smash room and I'll smash things around, but won't cry. You know, it's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That's, that's side no, tangent. no, that's so true. Cause it's dealing with, especially, you know, Aquarius moon being like such an um, intellectualizing emotions and, and emotions like sadness being one of them. Like, it's almost like, do I, do I want to feel this? Do I feel this? How do I express it when I do feel it? Where is that going to come out? So it has this whole, I don't know, intellectualized part of it. And it's, it's like you said, it's almost like more accepted to be like, I am really angry about this as opposed to being like, I'm just really sad. I'm just really sad right now. And what do I do to cope with that? So you're totally right. Um, you, it really relates back to the Capricorn moon episode where we were talking about how people are like, well, there's no, oh, the Capricorn moons are like, there's no uh, reason to feel sad because it's not going to like have a, like, it's not beneficial in any way. And I feel like Aquarius and uh, Capricorn, I spoke to Sierra about this the other day in text about their similarities are they both want to find a practical solution to things. And I feel like Aquarius is deal with their emotions that way too, just being like, well, I want to practically 
intellectualize this in a good beneficial way for everyone, not in like a, I'm going to break down and cry way. Yeah. And that is beneficial. That is, but not to an Aquarius moon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we kind of talked a little bit about like the, uh, well, expressing yourself and when you're upset, talking it out. So I'm going to move on to our next question, which is, are you a big picture thinker or do you think you focus more on the small details of things? I'd say big picture. Uh, I don't like dwelling on the details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's funny because like uh, we get to, I'd say, fight a lot with my girlfriend because uh, she's often very mad at me for not remembering like, you know, something that to me really is a detail that I didn't need to, you know, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, highlights in a specific way in, in my memory. So yeah, I just think in terms of like big pictures. So I, I, whenever I hear something or I read something, I just like to remember like the one or two key points um, that I think are useful. And then the rest, I just forget, I guess. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's really cool that I, it makes me think of my mom as well, because when we were talking in our um, in our just Aquarius moon part one episode, we were talking about how Aquarius has this vantage point, especially Aquarius moon when it comes to emotions, because if you've seen like the glyph of Aquarius, it's like this guy pouring out water. And it's like, why are you an air sign if you're pouring out water? And the thing is about like the pouring out water, it's I can see the emotion. I can I can like witness it, but I have this like outsider perspective looking down on it. And so that's like a really, I think a big Aquarius, especially Aquarius moon quality where they have this ability to be like, if you're upset about something, let's take a step back and look at it from the big picture. Or when I'm consuming information, let's take a step back and see what the whole picture is as opposed to focusing in on the tiny details of it. So I like that. (laughs) That's, I guess you brought up a good point of maybe in a relationship, details can be important when you know it's important mm-hmm. to your significant other but it's also really interesting that that it works that way as well like well I got the general just you you like blue and it's like yes but I like blue earrings it was the earrings <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah but that that like larger way of thinking I think is really cool too it's it's a way of um, I don't know, bring in perspective. I definitely appreciated having a mom with an Aquarius moon for that reason, where if I was really upset about something, sometimes I just wanted to be in my feels, but at the same time, it is nice to have someone bring in that perspective of like, Hey, life's not so bad. Like in five days from now, will this matter? In five years from now, will this matter? Let's, let's take a step back and look at it from this, this outside vantage point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay. Let's go on to the next question here. Cause I'm very curious about this because you said that uh, you travel a lot and anyways I was just wondering do you go against the grain of your family or no like is your family really travely too or or is that you being like you're rebellious I'm gonna do my own thing in life um no I wouldn't say my family traveled that much It's, it's not that they don't like it it's just uh um so my grandparents uh, all came from Portugal to France in like the 60s. Um, they didn't have a lot of money, uh, like a lot of, of people like immigrating to France. Um, and I guess specifically with like Portuguese people, they're very hardworking and didn't really, uh, you know, 
enjoy life as much as like we do uh, nowadays but like um, you know also with like the way they think about money is they save a lot of money uh, they don't use money to like really do things that they want to do in the moment uh, so I guess it was like very it's a very general generational thing I, th I think uh, like you know the generation of, my, of our grandparents but I think that's how they taught my parents uh, so for them it was really important to like give their kids um, you know everything that they needed to to be able to make their own choices um, but I guess there was a lot of sacrifice also doing that um, and one of them was uh, since I have like three sisters so so we were four children um, one of those sacrifices was they didn't really have like that much budget left to to travel a lot um, so yeah I guess it, um, my life so far has been very different from my parents um, so I wouldn't say I, I went against them or, or, or the way they did things it's just um, that thing I just described about, about like the relationship with money or, or, or the, um, uh, being like hardworking and all is something I, I really value, uh, you know, some, some, some sort of teaching, I don't know, uh, that I really respect. Uh, but also I'd say I balance it out with, you know, enjoying life more than I saw my yeah grandparents and parents, uh, do because I, I just think in the end when you know you're like in in your 50s for example and you look back I don't want to feel I didn't do things I wanted to do at the time um so yeah it's uh I you're guess breaking I, I a just, cycle. uh maybe I guess uh or guess even I like evolving from it things. yeah maybe evolving. yeah mm -hmm. no you're you're totally uh, yeah, right I, 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 I realized it was important to not wait for something to come in the future because, you know, I guess it's, it's that vision uh, I, I inherited from my parents and my grandparents. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you speak Portuguese? I do. That's important too. For me, for me, guessing your sign, I'm trying to figure out how many languages <laughs> oh. you speak. <laughs> Interesting. Well, if you want to know, it's funny because uh, it's not something that they really taught me, my family. You know, I, they taught me a few words and all, but uh, there wasn't that big of a Portuguese community in, in southern France. So they didn't get to, like, you know, uh, um, speak with a lot of, of people around them and, like, uh, teach us, my sisters and I, about uh, all of the traditions and all. So, um, in the beginning, I mentioned I went to Brazil as an exchange student, and one of the reasons I wanted to go to Brazil was to, in a way, reconnect with that legacy, while also Amazing. like discovering something very new. Because I didn't want to go to Portugal specifically, I also wanted to discover uh, Brazil. Uh, but yeah, I actually the Portuguese I speak today is Brazilian Portuguese ah. rather than like <laughs> original Portuguese. So yeah. Wow. Amazing. So you that speak Portuguese, French, and English? Yes, and Spanish also. 
Okay, great. Amazing. Your, your brain is <laughs> wow. amazing. What what an Aquarius, like uh, just intellectual taking it all in. Like I just can absorb knowledge. Envy. That's amazing. <laughs> Envy. I can't even figure out French. I know I'm Jesus. working really hard on French. <laughs> I like how it's like, it's oh, not I went the easiest to- language to learn. It is not. But at the same time, just to be like, you know, even if you had a base of English and then just going to the U.S. for a year and coming back with barely a French accent and a really an understanding of English enough to do a podcast with us. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Right. So I guess bringing that back to the family norm. And like going against that kind of grain. The one thing that I noticed, because Aquarians can also, or Aquarius placements can be seen as like the, uh, the oddballs of the Zodiac, the alien of the Zodiac, but also the genius of the Zodiac. And so uh, that's why like, we're wondering like, is there like going against the grain there? Cause you it's, it's ruled by Uranus and Uranus is the planet of, you never know. You just never know. So you could have had the most totally normal life. And that would have been well, that's unexpected. Or you could have had the most unexpected life and be like, well, that's unexpected. <laughs> so the thing that I found that was unique too, is that you're the only boy and there you have three sisters. So that's kind of something that just no matter what sets you apart a little bit in that way, where obviously there's going to be a little bit of that difference in growing up when you're the only, you're, you're singled out, you're surrounded. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I only have like female cousins. <laughs> Oh it wasn't gosh. just my sisters. Yeah, I was really the only one. Wow. Are you the youngest? No, I'm the eldest. Ah, okay. I, you know, I have this theory that Aquarius placements are always the youngest or the Wrong. oldest. Okay, okay. <laughs> because, because I feel like they need to be, like they have the mind to be like in leaders or different thinkers like they can break the grain of like if they're the youngest they have like these people older than them showing them the way and they're like no actually I'm brave enough to do something different anyways I have this whole theory going on so you were the one who's like I'm gonna break the cycle and then you guys can do whatever you want because yeah. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> but that's Sorry. that's that's so interesting with the all-female cousins and and sisters very cool yeah that's hard <laughs> it's okay yeah it wasn't so bad so moving on to the next question do you find yourself gravitating towards large groups of friends or are you more of a drifter or what's you what's your social life like I'd say more of a drifter when I was in high school I remember I uh you know there were like very different groups of people uh, obviously and I liked uh, gravitating around those different groups. I didn't really want to be like uh, entirely part of one specifically. I guess I, I, I liked uh, being around people that are very different. Um, so yeah, a drifter is, I guess, uh, the, 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 the best way to describe how I approach relationships. I like that a lot uh, with the... Um kind of liking to be friends with people who are very different too, which I, the way it kind of works in astrology is that you're like each planet is like living in another sign's house. And so while I'm a Sagittarius, my Sagittarius son is living in Aquarius's house. And so I have this kind of Aquarian influence sometimes as well. And I completely relate to that. I don't 
I don't need to be part of this group or that group or that group. I do have my own group of friends, but I, I also love that. Well, these are my friends from the archery team. These are my friends from my study abroad group. These are my friends from this and just like, you know, bouncing around between all these different groups. Cause there's like this, this element of, of other that doesn't really exist for Aquarius placements where it's like, you know, I just like the fascination of people more so than like, oh, you guys are the jocks. I want to fit in with the jocks or I want to fit in with the nerds or whatever it is. But um, mm -hmm. our first Aquarius Moon guest as well said something about how she tends to like cherry pick her friends in a way where like I'm part of this group. I like you all, but like you, you, like you come hang out with me and and because I really vibe with you and it's it's almost like having friends but really valuing certain close friendships because it's it's like a way of getting to feel truly yourself do you feel that with you know like a select group of friends that you feel like truly yourself with yes yes i guess so um but i guess what's even more important for me is uh, and and what in my opinion might explain the way i i see things is i didn't i mean being part of a group for me uh was I guess a way mm, to, or, you know, the risk of being part, maybe not the risk, it's not the right word, but anyway, I don't have another one coming up to my mind now. Uh, so the risk of being part of a group, in my opinion, is to, for people not to really see you as an individual and, and everything that makes you like so complex, uh, you know, everything that, that makes, you who you are today um and i think yeah being around people that are very different and and not being identified as part of one specific group is i guess my way of uh trying to 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 express myself as an individual who has um like his history experiences and way of seeing seeing things um, so yeah, it, it was very important for me and still is very important for me to, to be identified as a specific individual rather than like just part of a group. I love that. I love that. It's like, it's the, the idea of like, you know, like a cookie cutter, like I'm this type of person I fit in this group and it's like, no, 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 we don't, you know, not for me. Yeah. Like, no, I'm going to go to every different country and fit in, in every one. <laughs> <laughs> Or stand out or stand yeah, out. Stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Be able to morph into the, the culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's, and, and I, I love that kind of Aquarius appreciation too of everything that's different because there's some people that feel such a pressure to fit in. And this is like, you almost feel such a pressure to not fit in, you know, like mm -hmm. there's, <laughs> Yeah, there's, I'm not gonna, I don't want to be a part of the stereotype. I want to be my own individual. There's there, I couldn't possibly be part of a group because there's only one me type of type of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Serious Leo Aquarius access vibes. Oh. Seriously. Okay. So this is not on the, this is not on the, um, were you just tipping me off for his sign? I was, like, like, mm -hmm. no. I was like, interesting <laughs> thoughts, interesting thoughts there. <laughs> uh, noted. I picked that up. Okay. <laughs> this is not on the list of questions at all, but I just, it's something I'm fascinated by. When, in your childhood, did you have a lot of people, like different people coming in and out of your house? Like, did your grandparents live with you or did your 
sisters move out young or was there ever like random changes when you were a kid? Mm, no, not that I can think of. I mean, my parents got divorced at some point, like a lot of kids' uh, parents, but um, no, uh, there's nothing that comes to mind. So you're the polar opposite of the Uranus energy of just it being totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's so, that's the thing where like, I feel like, especially since you're not completely uh, absorbed into astrology as we are, I feel like that's, it comes across as an excuse of like, oh, well, it's normal for it to just be not normal, you know, or it's normal for it to be, but really with Uranus energy, it's like you are either the wackiest person there's ever been or the most normal person there's ever been. And it's like, it's so that it, you can always count on Uranus energy to be unexpected and being normal sometimes is completely unexpected from that. So that's really like, it's there's really no in between. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no average. <laughs> it's very much this way or that way. So that's, that's good to know. So when like sudden changes come up for you, how, how do you kind of handle those? If, if, something do you handle change well does that make you super emotional if sudden changes happen do you kind of like to have things stay as they are how do you deal with change Mm, I'd say I I like change uh, but I'd say also that I'm a recovering control freak so (laughs) I like to control things Uh, so it's when whenever it's change that I am bringing I'm obviously comfortable with it. Uh, when it's changed, that's really unexpected. I guess um, I don't like surprises. So <laughs> it depends. <laughs> if it's changed, I, I see as something positive. Yeah, I'll welcome it and, and yes. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, mm, I, I, I don't like surprises. <laughs> do, you, do you keep your daily routine very similar? Like, do you drink the same thing in the morning, do the same things every day? And do you put things in the same place? Are you very organized? Uh, I'm yes. collecting information. <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like this. That's Fixed so- sign energy. That's so interesting because I have no fixed sign energy and I'm like, who even knows what's going to happen in the morning when I wake up? It's going to be different every day. Am I going to have breakfast in the kitchen? Am I going to have breakfast on the couch? We don't know. I never know. <laughs> and that's, that's definitely not everybody's energy. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. You're talking to super fixed over here. I'm yeah. eating the same thing in the same spot at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, okay. So tell me something we don't know. Something we don't know about you. Or no one knows about you. We don't know a lot, obviously, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what your friends don't know about you. That you're comfortable mm. sharing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I guess not a lot of people know that I would very much enjoy um, doing some acting, I guess. Oh. Uh, earlier, I think you, you asked me if I like do painting or things like that I guess uh yeah acting is something I I thought many times of doing um but I actually never started so yeah deep down I I I feel like it's something I would uh, very much enjoy so maybe Uh, one day I yeah 
never too late especially no. with acting and most actors don't even get famous until they're in their 40s I love I love that that's really that's such a cool like yeah we were talking about kind of that creative whatever you know creative outlet or a creative thing you seek and that's that is a really I don't know I I mean we asked this question on most interviews and nobody's answered that before so I really like that that um you'd really like acting and I feel like you're like you have a personable presence obviously so that would be I can see it <laughs> me too yeah yeah, Interesting. yeah. So Martha, we're going to have Martha guess your top three. I'm, I'm, I mean, I have your chart, but I'm still like, I'm still trying to figure things out here, but Martha, what do you think for top three? We know that Esteban is an Aquarius moon. What do you think for rising and sun? You're an enigma. I don't know. I don't know. And I'll, I'll, I'll go through my thought process here. So I'm seeing Okay, so first of all, obviously I'm thinking Sagittarius because you travel and speak a bunch of languages. And then I'm also like, okay, but you're like façon de parler. It's kind of like Pisces vibe, but maybe I'm getting rubbed off on the Aquarius moon there. And then obviously I was not thinking Leo at all, but like when you're like, I want to be unique and I want to act and Sierra kind of tipped me off on some Leo energy. Now I'm like, are you a Leo son? Oh, and I'm also thinking like, a Scorpio rising, but I know your partner in life is a Scorpio rising. So I'm like, are there going to be two Scorpio risings together? I don't know. And I thought the Scorpio rising, cause you were like, I don't really like expressing my emotions. And it was really weird to me to think that at a wedding, like there's a wedding happening. <sighs> okay. So okay, what well, would- I'm going to go. Yeah. I was going to say, give one sign that you're pretty certain. Of. Yeah. I I'm going to, I'm going to lay it out. Okay. So I think you're maybe Sagittarius rising, Leo's son. <laughs> Martha's face is so painful as she's guessing. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. Okay, so you got Leo's son correct. Yay. So mm-hmm. Esteban is a Leo. Leo's. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually really cool for you, Esteban, because when uh, Leo and Aquarius are opposite one another, so that means that you were born on a full moon because every season mm-hmm. that... <gasps> Yeah. That explains your façon de parler. Okay. You're a full moon baby. <laughs> oh. Yeah. How, how would that explain his way of talking? Then? <laughs> well, because every full moon person I meet has kind of like this, like they're thinking and kind of have like an anxious energy, even though they're not necessarily anxious. I've spoken to you about this before, Sierra, but I yeah. find every full moon person you meet, like, you know, they're a full moon person by the way they like communicate, which is super strange. Listeners, do you think the same thing or am I crazy? (laughs) And then, um, when you guessed Sagittarius rising, as you're talking us about, I'm like, he's gotta be a Sagittarius rising as well, but you're a Capricorn rising. So, well, you're uh, a project manager uh, or a product manager. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of there's a lot of Sagittarius energy that I was feeling too. So I'm like, were you born a couple minutes earlier? Are you a Sagittarius rising? No. Um, you have uh, you're a Capricorn rising, and you have a lot of placements in uh, the first part of your chart. So right away, um, we have this like Capricorn energy, and and then your Moon is also showing up pretty soon in your chart. So I can kind of get what you were saying, Martha, though, with the um, 
with uh, like the Scorpio rising uh, wedding story, but Capricorns, I think as well, the Capricorn rising is you don't necessarily, um, I don't know. I, I can see Capricorn risings and Scorpio risings having a similar energy. If you can see what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't get any earth energy. Yeah. I'm I very- don't get the earth. I'm fascinated if, uh, but then again, you're, um, so there's like different, there's different parts of your chart that kind of look like pizza slices of your chart. And, um, one, the one that is ruling communication and the way in which you communicate your communities is ruled by Aries, which is a mm. uh, fire sign. And like the way of communicating is very fiery, but also, uh, the way that you said that you you have like a certain way of doing things. Cause I know Martha said that's a fixed sign energy. And so both Aquarius and Leo are fixed signs. They're like the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like, this is what it is. This is the season. I am the season. Don't tell me I'm not. And so um, there is that like fixed energy, which Martha kind of attributed to doing something the same time and the same way, but also you have your Mercury and your Venus and your Mars are all in Virgo. And Virgo is this very organized routine um, and detail, like detail-minded. I know like big picture thinking, but I wouldn't be surprised if you also like, especially if in your, if you're ever arguing with someone, I feel like you have it laid out the arguments that you want to say. Like Mm -hmm. I have the points researched And if you're going to argue with me, like, come at me, because here's the footnote of where I found the research for this argument. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So there all you also have that, like, I don't know, but that is earthy energy as well. But I do get a lot more fire energy from you. I feel like, um, I feel like your Leo is very strong there. I definitely feel a lot of like, like warm fire energy coming from you. So Hmm. I'm wondering uh, about that Capricorn rising, but we'll see. we we need to meet in person and then we can really decide it that's another thing that with um with rising signs uh normally like we said it's when people first meet you but what we've come to kind of find out on the podcast is that because when we do these interviews people are often like like you you're in your home space you're in your comfortable environment and so you kind of it kind of bypasses a little bit of that rising because this even though this is a meeting for the first time you're in your comfortable space and so are we and mm. so we we kind of bypass that a little bit one of our guests on Capricorn moon season Martha had met in person and then uh, just met and briefly talked to but then met through zoom and was like I don't get the same energy at all about when I first met you in person and so it was like the in-person meeting helped her guess that that rising sign so it's just interesting too how like when we're in which is also a cool thing about technology but like when we're in our comfort zones that kind of I don't know bypasses that first meeting energy but and normally when you first meet someone, you don't ask them questions like, so when you were a child, did you have any like <laughs> sudden changes? That's true. No. So <laughs> we're kind of bypassing a lot of the first meeting situation here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in, in any event, your top three uh, are officially based on your birth chart, Capricorn rising, and then Leo sun and Aquarius moon. So you do have this, um, uh, approach of the world and like a take charge energy, but the, and very, um, it's a, it's a cardinal sign. It's let's go for it. Capricorn is let's do it. Let's set some goals and let's accomplish them. And then you have this Leo, which is like, 
I wouldn't mind being in the spotlight. I wouldn't mind being on the stage in the spotlight, but also like this loyalty. I would think that to your close people, there's just like a Mm -hmm. fierce loyalty where, you know, it would take a lot for someone to ever break your, your trust. And if they did, you would be done. Like, but it would take, it would Mm -hmm. take a lot. (laughs) And then, uh, and then that Aquarius moon where it's just having this, um, just having this different way of seeing and feeling things and having this uniqueness, like something that makes you Uh, an individual unlike any other because Aquarius that would never want to fit in and Aquarius placements are often trendsetters for that reason where they're going to be the ones coming up with the new fashion ideas or the new whatever project ideas because they don't want to do things like how everybody else has done them and so there's that like at your core having that really kind of unique energy nice (laughs) so yeah well that has been it's been really fun to get to get to know you through uh through this interview in your chart and we're grateful to have had you for our our Aquarius moon guest yes thank you (laughs) well thank you it was very fun 